0: Here's the question. How do you create a lifestyle full of energy, vitality, and success without all of the anxiety that comes with trying to be perfect? From hormones to sleep to mindset and lifestyle, I've got you covered. This is Burnout to Breakthrough. Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. Today's episode is, this is going to be a good one, How to Stop Being a Crap Magnet. So stay tuned for this one. This is going to be great. I'm going to explain what crab magnet means in just a couple of minutes, um, but this is about mindset, and mindset is so important. We've talked a lot lately about the physical side of hormones and neurotransmitters and all of that stuff, which is great, but I want to talk to about mindset today because I think this is even more important than things we've been talking about the last few episodes. So um, I got this term, crab magnet, from a good friend of mine, Dr. Charles Majors, um, he passed away not too long ago. Um, great friend, great guy. And we used to coach a lot of uh, doctors together and we used to do a lot of, um, you know, coaching and, and self-development with people. And when we would have somebody who would just constantly be complaining about the things that were happening in their lives and kind of bring the whole energy of the room down, he would kind of call it out and say, Hey, well, you're, you're just a crap magnet right now. What's up? And he didn't use the word crap, but I'll keep it PG 13. And, uh, The definition of a crap magnet I'll go through because we all know this person, and I have a a, a confession to make. Sometimes I wake up as a crap magnet, which means I am attracting just bad stuff into my life. I'm bringing the energy of the room down. And I wake up that way sometimes, and I think it's important to discuss this because especially if you're dealing with um, body burnout, adrenal fatigue, neurotransmitter fatigue, um, one of the first symptoms is negativity you just, because your neurotransmitters are so off, you, you're not as optimistic as it used to be. You used to feel like you could climb a mountain or run through a wall. And now you feel like you just don't even care. Um, you complain about things a lot more. The people around you might, might tell you that you're complaining about things more, that you're finding the one thing that's wrong rather than the 40 different things that are right. And if that's you, then one one thing I want you to know is that it's okay. There's a way out. Okay. But then number two Um, I want you to understand that you don't have to stay there. Okay. So this is not all physical. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of mental and there's a lot of even spiritual stuff to the healing. So I don't know where you want to fit this in on the scale. And I am doing this uh, podcast from about 15 minutes from Boulder, Colorado, but this is not going to be a granola uh, tree-hugging podcast today. Uh, We are going to actually talk about some science behind this and how the science backs up the fact that what you think matters and what you focus on grows and your vibration matters. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive right into this. The story starts for me back in 1994, so I I guess I was in college at the time, and I remember I picked up this book called Hyperspace by Michio Kaku. Uh, I hope I pronounced his name right. So he is a he's a theoretical physicist and an author. He's written a bunch of different books, and I think he was a teacher at the time. But he introduced this thing called uh, string theory in this book. I remember. So it's it's a it's a, a branch of physics. And they're looking for the fundamental particle of of the universe, right? So we thought it. We used to think it was um, protons, neutrons, electrons. We didn't think we didn't think things got smaller than that. Then we found that things got even smaller than that. We started talking about uh, quarks and bosons and leptons and all these other subatomic particles. And it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And now there's this there's this thing called. String theory, which is really not new anymore, it's called M theory now, but they they say that that the fundamental particle, the thing that, the the smallest thing that the universe is made up of are these things called strings. And they're all exactly the same, and strings vibrate at different frequencies, and the frequency at which they vibrate determines what they look like under a microscope, right? So the string vibrating at a certain frequency could look like an electron, this string vibrating at a different frequency uh, would look like uh, a quark. So it's just vibration. So what the whole book explains, and what the whole theory, the whole field of this you know string theory explains is that we are vibration and energy. That's what we are. so it, the, you are more space than you are solid matter. The table in front of you is more space than it is solid solid matter when you look at this from a subatomic um, subatomic particle you, you know viewpoint that's amazing to me that we are right. Like the very fundamental nature of, of us and everything else, the stars and, and the mountains and everything else is vibration and energy. So your vibration and energy matters. All right. It's as simple as that your vibration and energy matters. So if we want to take a step to the other side of, of uh, fundamental or uh, particle theory, if we want to move this over now to just reality and everyday life, I just want you to picture a crap magnet So picture the person that you know that complains about everything that always dwells on what's wrong rather than what's right. And you know this person, this could be the person you could take to, you know, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. You buy them a steak dinner, $100 steak dinner, you know, great glass of wine. And uh, they're going to complain about how the knife wasn't sharp enough to cut the steak, right? Or they're going to complain about how there's a little, you know, that wine glass for that $200 bottle of wine you bought. It had a little smudge on it you know this person, right? And what happens to that person? More bad stuff happens to them, right? They seem to attract more bad stuff. Um, I, I've noticed like my friends that complain about Uh, airlines, how they cancel the flights, you know, flights are always canceled. Well, guess what? Their flights get canceled even more. Now this could be someone in your family. Uh, These are the energy vampires. And some of these people you may need to shower after you get away from, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you just, you feel kind of blah after talking to these people and you see it. They said what you focus on grows. They tend to focus on more negative stuff and they're going to get more negative stuff. So what we want to focus on is like where the opportunity is rather than, rather than what's wrong. We want to change your vibration. And, and and this is, I'm just going to give you some very specific examples of how I'm able to do it. Um, not as often as I would like, I would like to be perfect at this. I'm not, but I do make a conscious effort. And the, the first time I remember this happening, uh, like in a, in a in a major way for me was it was several years ago. So I had an accident that kind of brought on this whole adrenal crash and this can happen a lot. So trauma can bring on adrenal fatigue or adrenal crash or this burnout that I call it. So trauma can be the trigger. It could be a divorce. It could be a death in the family. It could be a physical accident. And for me, I had a physical, a really bad physical accident. I had a mountain bike accident where I just completely shattered my elbow. And it it wasn't that I couldn't ride my bike anymore is that I couldn't do anything. It was my right arm. I couldn't do anything with my right arm. I was told I wouldn't be able to do anything with my right arm again. I would never shoot a basketball. I'd never play golf again. I'd never ride a bike again. But on top of that, I I was, I couldn't see patience. Like I, I couldn't even work. And I remember getting on a phone call with one of my coaches and the first thing out of his mouth was this. What's the opportunity? He didn't say, Oh, I'm so sorry. This happened to you. You know, woe is me. And I appreciate all the sympathy that I got from people. But he said, What's the opportunity? How are we going to make this into an opportunity? What can you learn from this opportunity? How can you get better from this opportunity? How can you grow from this opportunity? Rather than what's the crisis? It's what's the opportunity? And if you're not feeling well now, okay. So if you're tired, if you're fatigued, if you feel like you've been to doctors and they can't seem to tell you what's wrong, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, um, what I want you to start thinking of is what's the opportunity. What is your body trying to tell you here? Is your body trying to tell you that you need to change the way that you do life? Is your body trying to give you the opportunity to sleep in a little bit more or spend some more time with your family? Like what's, what's the universe of the opportunity here? What is God trying to tell you? Like for me, I, I felt like I was being told to, Hey, Slow down. Stop pushing so much. Stop, stop having so much anxiety. Try, stop trying to make everything perfect. Stop living in the future and start living in the present. That was the big gift that I got, right? From, from this whole injury that I had. And the proof behind this in terms of you healing, whether you're trying to heal from anything, it could be fibromyalgia. It could be this burnout. It could be depression. It could be whatever it is that, that you've listened to me talk about on the show. Whatever you're dealing with there, your best chance of healing is coming from the, the mindset of what I call an exceptional patient. And I talked to my patients about this. I, uh, I've heard, I've heard it discussed from, uh, I actually got this from Dr. Bernie Siegel, who wrote a book called love medicine and miracles a long time ago. He was a cancer doctor and he found that the people that had the best um, outcomes were not, it didn't matter the treatment that they had. It didn't matter what type of drug that they got for cancer. It didn't matter any of that. He said, what mattered was their attitude. And he called these people exceptional patients. And he said the exceptional patients are the ones that he said they refused to play the victim, that they fought like crazy, and they had a different attitude. Now, not all of them live, but, but these, the vast majority of these people outlived their prognosis, and a lot of them completely beat it. And, he, and the reason he said this it was, was the case is that actually they've looked at the, like the, the uh, immune system of, of what he called the exceptional patients that had that attitude of, like, what's the opportunity, right? What am I going to learn from this? How am I going to change? How am I going to grow? And he said that what happened is that the immune system and the blood chemistries were actually different in these people than the other people. So how you think changes your immune system cells, how you think changes the chemistry in your blood, how you vibrate. So if you're waking up and you're not vibrating on the level that you want to vibrate, right? So if you're, if you're becoming the crap magnet, how do we move out of that thing? Because this is, I think this is really uh, applicable to two areas. One is your, your health, like I just talked about being that exceptional patient. But number two is being that exceptional person. So life, you know, like, what do you want to attract into your life? Do you want more opportunity? Do you want more growth? Do you want more peace and joy and all of that stuff? Or do you want more frustration, irritation, agitation, depression? Because the more time you spend vibrating at those frequencies, the more of that you're going to see. It's as simple as that. So when I wake up in the morning, I have a morning routine and I'm going to give you a very specific scale of emotions that you can start working with. I'm actually going to post this on the Facebook page. So this will be on the Burnout to Breakthrough Facebook page as well. And it's hugely helpful to me. I'll, I'll literally have this like mounted on my whiteboard in my office, and I'll look at it and go, "Okay, I get to choose some of these emotions or feelings today, and how do I move myself up this kind of vibrational scale?" And so, and this will make sense to you when I when I start working through this. This is just, I think, I think this is common sense to everybody. Again, this doesn't have to be woo woo and and any of that stuff. It's just, I think it's common sense. Um, so, like, kind of the highest. I would say the highest vibrating or the or the or the, or the the ones that make you feel the best, right? The, the the highest charged emotions are gonna be joy, empowerment, freedom and appreciation. Gratitude is up there, right? So that's why I recommend getting up in the morning and just thinking about three things that you're grateful for. So I used to wake up when I was first going through my adrenal crash, I would wake up pessimistic. I'd wake up depressed. I would wake up discouraged. Um, I would wake up all of those things. And I said, okay, I got to move myself up this scale. I don't want to go through my life through the day and vibrating down here. I want to move up that scale. So I would immediately just say, okay, what are three things I could be grateful for today if I wanted to? And it's a great exercise in the morning. Just pick what are three things that I could be grateful for if I want it to be. What are three things that I could be grateful for today if I want it to be? Write that down and then do that in the morning when you get up. What are three things? And it could be anything. And sometimes it wasn't easy. It wasn't like, oh, I'm so grateful for my life and my family. And I'm grateful for my, I I, I wasn't grateful for much, but I'm like, oh, okay. I'm grateful that uh, I'm inside and it's snowing outside and I'm not freezing. I'm grateful for that. And I'd feel that gratitude. Um, I'm grateful that, um, you know, that I have this chair that I'm sitting on. I'm not sitting on the floor and, you know, stole stone floor. Sometimes it was like that. Sometimes I was easy to be grateful, but what are you grateful for? Like picking those, those emotions that are high up another. So if you, if you go down the scale, so there's passion and enthusiasm, positive expectation, optimism, those are all kind of high charged, uh, positive emotions, hopefulness, contentment, like all of those reach for those things like when you get up in the morning so i'll actually look at this chart and go okay maybe i'm feeling disappointed right now so that so as you go down so we start at the top we got joy then we go down to passion then we get down to enthusiasm and then we go down to positive expectation we go down to optimism down to hopefulness down to contentment then you start getting more into this downward spiral boredom down to pessimism down to frustration, frustration down to overwhelmed down to disappointed down to worried down to angry down to depressed Okay, so where do you spend most of your time? That's what I'm going to ask. Do you spend most of your life in frustration, irritation, impatience, pessimism, pessimism and disappointment? Or do you spend more of your life in passion, enthusiasm, optimism, hopefulness? And I think the answer for most people is we spend way too much of the time in that downward spiral. But I'm here to tell you that you can turn that around. You can change that just by thinking about it. So all I want you to do, get on the Facebook page, print the thing off and go put it, put it on your wall, put it somewhere that you see it and realize that you have a choice to, to level up, to move up this scale, right? Real simple. How do you move up the scale in, in the right direction? And sometimes like I would say like the lowest vibration might be like depression. Like you're just completely depressed, you know, powerless. You don't feel like anything. You might not be able to get to gratitude there, but you could at least get up to scale to angry. Like angry is about five steps above depressed. I would much rather be angry than depressed because at least anger has some, some energy to it, right? I might get mad enough to change something if I'm angry. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, so how can you start to move up the scale? So that's something that I'll do in the morning is I'll get up and I'll just think, okay, what am I grateful about? So what are three things that I could be grateful for today? And I'll post this on the Facebook page as well. What are three things I could be grateful for today? What are three things that I could be excited about today? if I wanted to be excited, what are three things that I'm looking forward to or what's one thing that I'm looking forward to? And it could be, I'm, I'm not looking forward to work at all. I'm going to get, I'm gonna look forward to coming home from work and sitting down and relaxing. Okay, cool. But at least you're looking forward to something. There's some future mindedness. There's some hopefulness there. So how does this, all of this wrap into burnout to breakthrough? Well, I think you're much less likely to burn out if you are grateful. I think you're much less likely to burn out in the, in the first place. If you are um, optimistic and hopeful, and if you just focus on being optimistic and hopeful, and you know what happens, you get this upward spiral where you start to attract more of that stuff in your life. You start seeing people that are, that are bringing more of that to you. So I think that the number one is it prevents that burnout. Number one, because I think where burnout happens is boredom, frustration, pessimism, overwhelm, disappointed. If you have those emotions on a regular basis, on an ongoing basis, that's a recipe for burnout. So hopefully this makes sense, and hopefully this helps. Um, It's not just not just a physical thing. You know, that's that's where I, I feel like our medical system goes sideways. Is everything is pieces and parts, and it's very mechanistic. But where I come from is a much more vitalistic standpoint. Is that you are more than just pieces and parts. You are more than just the sum of your parts. You are more than just carbon, oxygen, nitrogen. There is more to you than that. And a lot of it has to do with your attitude. So if you don't take anything else away from it today, get, get online, go to the Facebook page, um, grab those emotions and just start choosing a better emotion as much as you can. And you know what? Maybe you do it twice in a day rather than 50 times a day, but two times in a day is going to lead you to three times. It's going to lead you to four times, going to lead you to five times. And then you start to get a grasp on this thing and you realize, wow, my attitude really does make a difference. And, and not only, this is the cool thing. Not only will it make a difference, like, will people see it, but your physiology changes, So if your hormones are out of whack, if your neurotransmitters are out of whack, if all the stuff I've been talking about in the last few episodes resonates with you, one great way to change that is by changing your attitude. It's been proven that if you have a, if you can get yourself to feel these positive emotions like gratitude and optimism, it increases serotonin in your body. How cool is that? Right? It increases serotonin, which is that feel good chemical. So get a hold of this thing. And if you're waking up that way as a crap magnet, if you're seeing other people that are, um, then it's real simple. Recognize that in other people. You don't need to judge them or anything, but just say, you know what? I'm going to control my emotions and I'm going to move up that scale as fast as I can. So hopefully that helps. Um, As always, if you have not already uh, subscribed to the podcast on Google Play, iTunes, or Stitcher, I would love to have you do that. That way you get the, uh, the updates right there on your phone or whatever device you're on. Uh, and if you just, if you're enjoying the podcast and get something out of it, uh, hop on iTunes and just leave a review or a rating. That would be absolutely fantastic. That helps more people find the podcast. And that's really what this is all about is getting people to not suffer in silence anymore, giving them a voice and, and helping them understand that they're not broken. They're not defective. Um, and there's a way out of this burnout. So until next time, let's turn that burnout into a breakthrough.